Welcome to The Habit Queen. My name is Anya Perry. I'm a health and wellness coach for women entrepreneurs and high achievers. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life, your health, wellness, and mindset, so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset, and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the newest episode of the Habit Queen podcast. I am delighted to introduce you to one of my closest friends, my business bestie, and an incredible coach in wellness space. Her name is Robin Weisner, and today we're diving into something super timely. This is the beginning of the year when everybody's trying to improve themselves, create new habits, eat healthier, sign up for a new gym membership, and so on. Those are great intentions, and we are talking about food, freedom, and intuitive eating. I cannot tell you enough how liberating food freedom and finding your individualized approach to food freedom can be. We're going to dive deep into identifying how you can actually create food freedom, how you can start eating intuitively and serve your body. Here is Robin's official bio. Robin Weisner is the founder of the Lighter Way Wellness Program and co-host of the Sacred Grounds podcast. She specializes in helping women over 35-ditch dieting, all-or-nothing mindset, and navigate the adventures of midlife with a faith-based approach. She's a wife, mom, fur mom, and new Jima. When she's not helping women fight for food freedom, she can be found curled up in a cozy nook with a book and a bulletproof coffee or sending Marco Polo messages to Anya. You got me there, Robin. Let's dive right in into this interview. Hey, Robin, how is it going? How are you doing this morning? Good. It's so good to see you. I know we're seeing each other, but people are listening to us. It's (laughs) so awesome. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. And the topic is hot this time of the year. (laughs) What do you think? Food freedom. Yes, baby. Mm, There's so many temptations this time of year too, right? (laughs) I know. I know. I call it a cookie season. This is Ah. (laughs) December. The month of December is cookie season. So before we dive into this topic, I wanted to introduce you formally, which is always so different before the person in the podcast starts telling her story. So who is Robin beyond her short bio? (laughs) Tell us your story. Oh, okay. Well, I am a recovering uh, food addict. I have been a yo-yo dieter for most of my life. I think I started dieting, I don't know, like around 12. I mean, it was just something I always saw my mom doing and all that. I love food. I grew up, food is love. You have food when you're happy, food when you're sad, food when you're mad. Food was my best friend. And um, so as you can imagine, had issues with weight going up and down. 
And um, my husband also loves food. So the two of us are really no good for each other when it comes to staying on track. But about five years ago, I I really started in earnest getting on a a serious food journey to try to dig deeper and figure out like what was behind these cravings that I just literally felt like I was a slave to my stomach. I would be hating myself as I was eating the food and I was getting close to turning 50. My youngest son was about to get married and I was freaking out because I did not want to have my picture taken. And so that seems kind of like a shallow reason, but I don't know. We all have our pivotal moments. And that's when I decided I've got to do something. And so um, that's when I started my my journey in earnest and um, started digging deeper to figure out what, you know, what is behind that? What is the mindset behind that? And uh, really taking ownership of my uh, health journey. And that's what, that what is what led me to uh, paying it forward with my program, Lighter Way Wellness. I love that so much. This is just like a super short story that <laughs> your stories was so much longer and I'm sure deeper with so many challenges. It sounds easy. What you've done, right? I've, I just got ready for my son's wedding and yeah. I decided yeah. to stop being a slave to my, to my stomach. No, I know that that's not the case. I'm curious and it's such a beautiful journey right now. I always get so inspired by you because you teach women how to do this now. And when I look around, I don't know about you in my circle of women, almost every single woman has this issue, being a slave to her mind, being a slave to her stomach, struggling with emotional eating, stressing over food, obsessing over calories and macros. Mm -hmm. What were your biggest challenges? And you and I probably know those are going to be mindset challenges most of the Mm -hmm. time, not just what to put on your plate. What were your biggest challenges on this path? Yeah. And I like that you said that, that not to just put it all or or that, you know, that we're going towards mindset, but I don't want to make it so simplified that, oh, it's just, you need to change your mindset. It really goes so much deeper. It's like, oh, just think positive and everything will work out. Yes. We want to think positive, but there has to be action behind it. And I think what, what has happened is in our culture, we, we are really um, immersed in diet mindset, whether we realize it or not, we're seeing that being small, you know, having a smaller body is better. It somehow makes you a healthier person, a more attractive person, a more hireable person and more, you know, desirable person. And then we have been exposed to so many different types of diets, you know, don't eat during these hours and don't eat this food group and all of these different things. I know for me personally, and all of the women that I work with, we're just so confused. Like, what are we supposed to eat and when? And, and we tend to surrender that over to uh, the latest trend or, you know, a friend is doing it. It's like, Hey, what are you doing? I saw you lost weight. What, just tell me what to do. How much does it cost? Let me just throw my credit card at you. And what we're doing is we're only looking at the surface level. We're only looking at the behaviors. And so that's what happened with me. I actually got a coach and went into a program and I was following the program. I was doing what she was saying, but I was also going to Starbucks almost every day and (laughs) drinking Frappuccinos and all this other stuff. Right. So I literally did not know how to eat properly. I was just so confused. And also you mix in midlife issues, which that's my specialty, the women that I work with, as you get into midlife, which those issues with your hormones and everything, they can start as young as 35. And 
you know, you don't realize what is happening with my body. I used to be able to eat English muffins every morning. And now all of a sudden I feel so bloated. What is going on? And I remember actually going to the doctor many years in my, in my mid forties and saying, I feel like I'm going through menopause and they say, Oh, you're too young for that. You're too young for that. Oh, I feel like when I eat a sandwich, I literally feel like someone has drugged me. I, I probably couldn't drive home if my husband wasn't with me. Oh yeah. Well, sometimes you just get sensitive to carbs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, but that can't just be the answer. Just live with it. And so I was in this uh, accountability group. And of course there was younger girls in there and they were dropping weight. And I lost, it took me three months to lose three pounds. And I really, I just got so fed up. I said, all right, I've got to figure this out myself. And so I started tracking in every way possible. I was you know, tracking calories. I was tracking, I was comparing what my Fitbit said to the calories burned to what that workout was supposed to burn. I just kind of got scientific with it. And then I, and I started looking at the food I was eating and how it was making me feel. I think that's so important uh, because we're, you know, you are an expert in you. Nobody knows how your body yeah. feels after you eat a certain, nobody can really quantify it the way you can. And so taking that accountability, looking at trends and it's not being legalistic per se, it's just yeah. kind of like being a scientist, right? You're writing down, what am I eating? How does it make me feel? Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it's, you know, over several days of eating that same food. But that's what I did. I, I started just narrowing it down and figuring it out for myself, doing my own research and, you know, created kind of a plan that works for me. And that's really, that's can be so hard because mm -hmm. we want to follow the crowd. We don't want to yeah. do it alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's why we follow these trends. If a friend is doing it and you know, we want to do that with them and that's great. Accountability is great, but there is no one size fits all. We're all unique, unique DNA, unique hormones, all of that. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but you did. You did. <laughs> I'm very passionate about that because it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Nobody handed it to me. Right. I had to do the research, seek out mentors, experts, all that kind of thing and figure it, figure out what worked best for me. Yeah. I love that you persevered because I do know most women don't. It's, it's, it's really, really hard because it, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And I totally agree with you. You pointed this out so precisely that we look at our neighbor's garden and, oh, she's growing gardenias. I want gardenias. How do you grow gardenias? Where you actually only can grow daisies. And mm -hmm. you know, if she's, someone is doing gluten-free, it doesn't mean that's going to work for you. If someone has stopped eating sugar and alcohol, she feels amazing in her skin. But for you, maybe having a piece of candy once a week is fine. But also this is the, what also you mentioned, which I love, absolutely love, the thorny path that we have to go through always stops us in our tracks. And we start finding a way to get in the mold versus building our own path, which, you know, sometimes you have to have some tools to go through that forest yeah. instead mm -hmm. of following a beautiful path towards a lake, right? And it's just like something came up for me uh, listening to you. And I think it's so, so hard to do on our own. 
And I'm, you probably know, you know, my story that I've struggled for decades because I was trying to follow my mom's diet, grapefruit and eggs. Come on, this is the easiest way to lose weight. And then I found, you know, discovered smoking. Okay, I'm going to stop eating because there is no appetite anymore. And then figuring out later and later that, okay, your body is going to start slowing down. This stuff doesn't work anymore. And you are teaching women in such a beautiful uh, way and spiritually aligned way and such a bigger vision beyond just food becomes less important, but how they care for their bodies, how they find this individualistic approach to their lives generally, to their wellness, overall wellness. That's what's important. Not only what we put in our plates. Today, we are talking about food freedom. And I want to ask you, what do you stand for when it comes to food freedom? What do you think women are missing because you can hear it on the call with a client, a potential mm-hmm. client. I want mm-hmm. to be free. Mm-hmm. I want to be free from this stuff in my head and constant obligation of being a slave to food. How do you help them do that? Well, I think part of it, it starts with, um, it's not an easy journey. I'll just start with that. But nothing that's worthwhile is, right? It takes right. work. So we have to learn to listen to our bodies again. We have learned through diet culture that to tell our body it's not hungry when it is. We deny it food when we're hungry. No, you can't have that. You've had too many calories. No, you can't eat till this certain time. You're fasting, whatever that is. And so we have disconnected from our divine body that it has the ability to tell us what we need. I don't think we were created to diet, (laughs) right? I don't don't think so. I think that our body is intelligent. They say our body has, is the perfect, has a perfect pharmacy. I mean, granted we're at the mercy of our environment and, you know, chemically enhanced foods and all that right now. So it's different, but our body knows what it needs if we would just stop and listen. So part of what I do when I help women in my program is learning to listen to your hunger and fullness cues. And this is part of uh, intuitive eating, which I've been following myself for the last year or so um, intensively working on in my own mind, but learning to rate yourself. For example, when you have a craving for something or you feel hungry, where am I at a scale of, you know, one to 10? Am I just you know, about to pass out, I'm hangry and I'm sick and it's like really bad. Or am I just neutrally hungry or am I slightly hungry? You know, whatever that is, just taking the time to check in with yourself. And sometimes that's hard because it doesn't always come naturally. But um, during this quarantine, that was something that I worked on. I kept a journal every day. Mm-hmm. And then also after you eat, listening to your body, how full am I? Am I still hungry? Mm-hmm. Am I or am I full and satisfied or do I feel like, you know, mashed potatoes are going to come out my belly button? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> how do can I feel? <laughs> right, a can of biscuits. That's right. A popped can of biscuits. So that information, again, you know, journaling and keeping track is so helpful because I found for myself, I was like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually not letting myself get to the point of, of hangry where I can't make a good choice because now I'm just you know, starving and I'm not eating beyond, you know, being full and satisfied. So just look non-judgmentally looking at those trends. That's part of it. And then I think in general, um, when it comes to especially women in midlife, looking at just lowering inflammatory foods in mm-hmm. your daily meals. Um, and inflammation is the root cause of nearly every curable disease. Yeah. And there's, you know, you have to educate yourself on what is, and again, something that's inflammatory to me might not be to you, but there are some that we know in general 
you know, that are inflammatory, like Mm -hmm. sugar and canola oil, things like that. So just a general anti-inflammatory meal plan and tracking hunger fullness and self-care is so important. We work on self-care and a good good morning routine, getting yourself centered. Uh, My program is faith-based. And so I believe that when you start your day with really focusing, uh, you know, focusing yourself spiritually, when you get centered spiritually, and this can be true no matter what your faith is, getting yourself centered spiritually, then the body and the, your emotions come into alignment. Mm -hmm. But it will, it will align with the spiritual. But if you start your day answering to the cravings of your body, right. Or, you know, so like, Oh, I just really want to blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just like doing whatever, not thinking about it, or you're caving into your emotions. I'm super stressed and letting that drive your day. You're not going to be in a position to make better choices. And when you, when you, when you raise your awareness, you can make better choices. And when you make better choices, you have better results. And so that's really kind of, that's kind of my secret ingredient is that starting out your morning spiritually aligned and then going about your day kind of more in control and uh, on the path that you really want to be that gets you towards your goals. Yeah. You are the queen of morning routine and you're going to share it. I'm going to ask you <laughs> the very end what, where people can find how you do your morning routine, because that's such a signature thing for you that changed um, lives. I do agree with you not being in alignment, whether you're running your business or trying to find your food freedom is going to cause so many impediments on your path. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did notice you point out how we are, when we are not in alignment, we're focusing more on fears and actions being in the reactive state. And I do think that food freedom has this element of loving on yourself and making your decisions and choices, not from the place of fear, because fear is where the emotions bubble up and you just, you know, get that tub of ice cream from the fridge because you're mad or frustrated or lonely versus when you're coming from a place of love, that's where you're going to make totally different decisions. So true. I agree. It's about self-compassion. It's about self-compassion and um, breaking free of food rules. Mm -hmm. We have learned that there's, you know, we've, we've been taught there's good foods and there's bad foods. There is no moral value to food. It's just food. It might be healthy or unhealthy. And that depends on you too, right? But we, what we've done is we, oh, I ate this bad food. Now I'm bad, Mm -hmm. right? And so we have to, we have to break free of that. And that's why I say it takes a lot of courage to do this. Intuitive eating is about really learning to trust yourself with food. A lot of the women I talk to will say, I just can't trust myself around food. And that's why, I mean, so many of us we we live our life either on or off a diet. And I, I, again, I just don't think that that's, we weren't, I saw a quote today. It said you were um, not born to pay bills and lose weight, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's not our life goal. It is not. That's for sure. Yeah. And you're bringing up intuitive eating, which is a part of finding your food freedom. What do I see this? And I joke about it. Actually, you probably heard me saying this. If I was an an intuitive eater Mm -hmm. done wrong, the wrong way, I feel like there is a right, the wrong way here, at least for for me personally, Mm -hmm. I would be eating pizza all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's true. I'm not afraid to say it on the podcast. This is how I'd be doing if I was not doing it in the proper way. So what is intuitive eating for you? How to do it right to women who are listening are excited to 
tap into this area and experiment with it? What could they do mm-hmm. to get it right? That is a great question. And it's a very, very common question. First off, intuitive eating is not a diet at all. And so the focus is not about losing weight. Right. All that you can still desire to lose weight. You can still be unhappy with, you know, the, the state, state that your body is in, but it's about getting in tune with your body and honoring your hunger, honoring mm-hmm. your fullness. And so there's, um, there's a book called intuitive eating. It's by Evelyn Tribble and Elise Resch, and they have 10 food freedom principles or, or 10 principles of intuitive eating. And you go through it, it's rejecting diet mentality, honoring your hunger, honoring fullness, rejecting that that food has a moral value. It's all about that. It's that self-compassion. And most of the time you will, well, I shouldn't say most of the time, but what happens is when you give yourself freedom to eat what you want, it's just like a kid that you told them, no, 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 no. You can't have any candy. And then you mm-hmm. let them into a candy store. What do you think is going to happen? You say, okay, you can eat whatever you want. What is that child going to do? They're going to stuff their face with everything yeah. they want. Right. But at some point they're going to say, Ugh, I don't feel right. so good. I don't yeah. think I want to eat this anymore. <laughs> now that I can eat it freely. Now I can actually make a choice if I want it or not. And so that's how intuitive eating works. So a lot of times, and it happened with me, especially because I started doing this during the quarantine this year, I ate whatever I wanted. And there there was a lot of ice cream. (laughs) There was a lot of (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I'm not afraid to say it. Plus I was under stress, right? Right. But the whole time I was tracking my hunger and fullness and I was checking in with my emotions and I was giving myself a lot of grace your body changes. It's not meant to stay the same. We age, we have seasons. I mean, there's so many factors. And that is one of the, I think one of the fallacies in diet culture is that we should always be trying to get back to that, whatever 20. I'm not saying that when you go, when you try intuitive eating, that you just go crazy, right? You want to have healthy boundaries. And I think that's the misunderstanding that people think intuitive eating means that you've just given up and I'm just going to eat whatever the heck I feel like. (laughs) It's not that. It's, it's, it's like a child learning to test their boundaries. How far can I go with this? And knowing that I always have a choice. And when I decide I don't want any more, I don't, I don't have to have it. Or if I do want more, I can have it, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And so I think it's beautiful. I feel like it's the most natural thing, but granted you need, you need guidance. You need to understand basic food. I don't want to say food rules, but understand like healthy nutrition and things like that. So you can know what makes you feel best, right? Right, We can't, you can't possibly feel good eating pizza and ice cream all the time. I just no. It's can't imagine that. So Unfortunately. Like, yeah, I think I'd like a salad instead today. <laughs> Unfortunately, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think it's the boundaries is such a massive piece mm-hmm. where it when it comes to, and you're coaching people, you've coached people for years now, you know that most women don't have them. We take care of others. We don't set proper mm-hmm. boundaries for self-care for ourselves. And then when it comes yeah. to figuring out these, uh, so to speak, food rules, we are just freaking out and there's so much information to do this and honestly this year i'll be honest with you i i've learned so much more about my body by working with a functional medicine doctor Mm -hmm. and intuitive eating looks for me a little bit different than it did before because there are days when i just yesterday i had just chicken for lunch and that's my carnivore desire to eat just protein for a day and i was totally Mm -hmm. fine i felt incredible in my body and i think this is so important that you brought up boundaries that's one of the pieces that 
sometimes hard to set that coaches step in there and help Mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. And I do, I know you do a beautiful job there with your clients. What else, what other mindset habits or shifts women need to experience this beauty you're talking about when, you know, you don't judge yourself, you don't feel shame for food, you feel good and you're eating to nourish your body. Yeah, that's a great question. It's a process. It's not something you can just jump into. I mean, we've most likely all had a lifetime of thinking that that food is either good or bad or that we're either on or off a diet. We see commercials, we see people around us, so we compare. So it takes some time to undo that. But that's why I believe that starting your day, getting spiritually focused, uh, remembering who you are and really in a way, well, it's not even in a way you're, you actually need to reprogram your mind because think about the negative things that we speak over ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we look in the mirror, when we put on a pair of pants, you know, we speak so much negativity. Yeah. It's like a tape that's constantly running in our minds. And so we have to rewrite that script and we, it takes intentional, it takes intentionality to do that. So renewing our mind every morning with truths about who we are in my, my program, I use scripture, but you could use anything that works for you. You know, that you're an amazing woman, that you're strong, that you're confident, you know, these kind of things. That's not a lie. It's not a lie. You know, so your mind believes what you tell it. That's the thing. The mind believes what you tell it. And so we have to take captive our thoughts, start feeding our minds, good nourishing brain food, self-care, because when we're tired, we don't make good choices. And so, um, especially when it comes, when you get to be, you know, into midlife, especially over 40, it's not an option anymore. You've got to start getting your sleep and your rest and all of that will help you to make better choices about that intuitive eating. When you're scheduled out to the max, you have no margin in your day. And then you're like, yeah, I'm going to try intuitive eating now. (laughs) It's going to be pretty hard. So most of the time I'll, you know, I work with a lot of women that would consider themselves a type A. They do everything. They take care of everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Except themselves, which that's, you know, we, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I, sometimes the like, okay. When I tell them, I'm going to ask you to slow down and do less. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just need permission to do that. You know, as a coach, I love doing that and seeing the transformation when they say, you know, I feel great when I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm really enjoying taking that time at night to decompress. It's just little things that make a huge difference. Yeah. And I think it's also, you pointed this out that the permission that we need someone else's permission where we can grant it ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we don't have the faith or trust to ourselves. Right. So we need almost someone like nudges. Hey sister, you got to do this. And then you're listening. I'm listening to you when you tell me, Hey, you got to slow down. And when my Mm -hmm. girlfriends tell me, you got to slow down. Sometimes you just wave it off and say, I'm fine. I don't need this. I'll just (laughs) have another cookie. Right. But uh, um, it's so important that you pointed it out every morning, you start your new life in a way, right. You start and the way you started, the way you're aligned, and this is how it's going to set the tone for the day. You want to share a little bit about your morning routine with us. So you want to keep it a secret? No, I would, I would love to share and and just don't compare because everybody's morning works differently. Right. And so I have a a lighter way morning checklist that, um, that I offer and it's, it's part of my program as well. And it's really just taking the first hour of your day 
and breaking it into 20 minute segments. And this is from, um, some of this is from the 5am club by Rob, Robin mm. Sharma. It's a great. It's kind of a weird book, but it has great principles in it. But the, the point is to put in those, those priority needs first thing in the morning. So first thing that I do is I have a devotional uh, either with my husband, if he's awake or by myself, but I take that time for me, it's word before the world. Um, and then I take time to journal and I look over my, my freedom guide. That is my affirmations, my positive affirmations and my visions and my goals. We have to, like I said, the mind believes whatever you tell it. So yeah. I'm constantly looking at my goals and aspirations and then um, movement. I always say movement is medicine. That's my hashtag. So it doesn't matter. In my opinion, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you enjoy it, because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. So I love watching you do those heavy lifting. Like I wish I could do that, but I'm really happy stretching and walking. And yeah, I just yeah. want to make that point too, is as you get into midlife, it's so important to move. You just can, it's not, none of those things are negotiable, but just do what makes you feel good. Doesn't matter. Just, you know, get yeah. used to loving it. Yeah. And don't compare yourself. Like you said, at the very, you prefaced it with that. Don't compare your routine, my routine, yours worked mm -hmm. beautifully for you. For someone else, it might be pieces, but finding them. And I feel like you shared it. I know women do like your routine and kind of borrowed from you and use it. And I do think, yes, we can get inspired by someone doing something. I get inspired by someone is doing something I can't possibly do physically just because mm -hmm. I, I can't, things like that. I do want to ask you, you have a beautiful morning routine. What other mm -hmm. habits or self-care habits that are a must for you? You just <laughs> learn that they help you not only with food freedom and finding your path to this uh, beautiful, healthy living. <laughs> I think you know what one of them is. That's why uh, you're <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Spill it. Okay. I love taking a bubble bath in the morning. Yeah, I really do. Uh, on my um, days that I don't need to wash my hair. <laughs> I love no hair wash day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hair, what do they call it? Free hair day. I love to take a hot bubble bath in the morning. It just it makes me feel really happy and relaxed and, um, I mean, some people take them at night. I take them at night too, but I love doing that. I love, um, I love to learn. And so I'm, I'm always reading something or talking with you, learning from you because you inspire me so much. And, uh, I, but yeah, that's, that's so cool, Robin. I would love to know, we're going to start wrapping up. I would love to know if you have any other words of wisdom to our listeners and also where people can find you, what's going on with you. I know I do know, but they need to know too, because you have some cool <laughs> stuff coming up. Yeah. Well, um, I would just say that you, we have the opportunity every day, every minute to make a new choice. So you don't need to wait for Monday. You don't need to wait for January 1st to make a change. You can start now. And so start small and, and focus on that. Too many times I see women, they try to do it all at once. And it's, it's, it, if you know how, what happens, we get frustrated and burned out. It's actually harder to do less. Yeah. So yeah, that's, you know, I think that's a, um, a good goal to focus on the new year, do less, but do it better. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As you and I <laughs> try to, uh, some, sometimes stress makes me overproduce, right? Uh oh, <laughs> stress. Yeah, I just yes, start doing too many things because it's kind of avoiding that stress. So yeah, learning to slow down, you know, and this is just a little interesting thing. I was looking over the Christmas gift list for our family. We, I have adult kids. 
it's self-care. Everyone's getting that's self-care so cool. stuff this year. I think that's awesome. That though. Is, I mean, that, that has so lasting cool. benefits, right? Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to find out more, uh, you can head over to my website. It's robinweisner.com. It's R-O-B-I-N-W-I-S-N-E-R.com. Some people spell it with an extra E in there. Um, you can find out about my program there. You can download my free morning checklist and you can find me on Instagram. It's Robin underscore Weisner. And yeah. And on, and sometimes Anya and I are on there talking too in our stories and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're talking. You are such a, an avid learner. I always get a, guys, I get a text from Robin, a message like, look at this, look at this. And she's like, out of mm. nowhere, she shares something with me. She just learned. And I love that because your clients get ba- get to bask in your light and your energy and just mm-hmm. learn so much and soak up all this beautiful wisdom from you. That's so, so cool. I'm so envious of them. <laughs> I'm so glad yeah. they have you. I'm so glad they well, do you're my you. You're my business BFF, so. <laughs> yes, we are. Anything else uh, you have going on? Any special promos, offerings you have or people can find you in terms of your programs? Yeah, I am opening up um, four spots for one-on-one clients starting, uh, well, starting now to, to begin in January. And so, yeah, so my Light Away program is a 12-week one-on-one coaching program where I, I take you through the principles of food freedom, um, but also managing your time, learning how to build habits, how to break through self-sabotage. And I do provide meal ideas and things like that. The focus is really on the mindset behind uh, living healthier. And we look at eight areas of life. We look at finances, career, relationships, you know, fun, uh, spiritual growth, physical health, physical space. Some people come to me and they want help. They need to declutter because declutter causes a lot of stress, you know, yeah. um, they need more, t- more margin for connection. So anyway, I'm a wellness life coach. And so the Light Away program is completely personalized to you for 12 weeks, we work together. And then I have an online course that supports our calls together. So um, because it's so personalized, I just take four clients a month. So if you're interested, you can, again, just head to robinweisner.com and you'll, and you can also click on the light away program link to find out more about that and schedule a discovery call. I'd love to chat with you. And then at the end of this month, I'll be at the summit mm-hmm. with Anya and Brianna. And I'm super excited about that. I'll be giving a, a talk on food freedom there yeah. and there'll be some giveaways and prizes. And I cannot wait. I'm so, so honored and I'm excited about it. That's January 25th to the 30th. 30th end of the the month yep Mm -hmm. yes that's so good robin thank you so much for sharing this and guys go check out i've seen robin's program because i've seen her build it and put people through it you Mm -hmm. gotta see the results because they're so inspiring and they give you hope that you can do it too if these women could do it with her help so make sure you go check it out and yes the summit is coming up and it's going to be so so good to connect and learn more from you i know your talk is amazing and uh that's (laughs) I'm so happy to have you, Robin. I know it's it's such a pleasure to have you as a business BFF. And um, we are not done here. I'm sure we, I'm going to share all the information about you in the show notes. Go check them out. All the links and follow Robin on Instagram and check out her website, schedule a call. 
Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. For, and can I say, also, you can find, I have a podcast too. I almost oh, forgot. Right. I just yeah. started it in November. Um, it's called Sacred Grounds. Sacred Grounds podcast. You can find it on any platform. And yeah. my friend, uh, Lee McKenzie, the church girl writes, we talk about uh, spiritual warfare, trying to be a light in a dark world. So you can come check that out too. But um, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yes, you're the best. You. Look, look at it. I love you too. I look at this. You forgot about the podcast because it's still new. And I love that you I brought know. it up. It's, you're getting used to the new role. And that's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. It's so good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information as well as my website www.anyaperry.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.